I'm lucky to be joined by two gentlemen who I really enjoyed chatting with, and I'm glad we got to do it on the record officially here on the show. Joshua A. Friedman, Voravon Nachum Pasek from Crew Me Up. What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for having us. <laughs> Good, yeah, save you the trouble, just call Voravon V. V, yeah. I like, uh, you know. I like to be respectful, so whichever you like to you like, I'm going to call you. Um, I, I actually have to honor and uh, commemorate the effort, so I appreciate it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, that must happen to you a lot. I mean, because uh, so where are you originally from? Oh, me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I was born in uh, Scarborough, Ontario. Canada. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my my, yeah. my sister from another mother is, is from Ontario. Yeah. So um, I and I promised her that after like once things kind of settle down in Canada, I would make a trip up there because I've never been to Canada, so I have no clue what you know what what's you will love it. The food and like you know the people and just the culture and the music. It's it's, it's lively. It's it's awesome. It's, it's a whole different so, scene, you know. I, I know you used to New York, but Canada yeah. is different. It's a different you know vibe. how New Yorkers do. We get we get stuck in our ways sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not like that. I, I I'm okay with going and trying out new things, um, especially new 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 environments. Plus, hey, I've been in the house for almost eighteen months, man. Yep. So, and uh, so, how, and, and Josh, where are you originally from? Uh, so I was born in Connecticut. Raised in Georgia, uh, but my family's oh, from cool. New York, so I came back. Yeah. Wow. What what part of Georgia? Uh, Alpharetta, so right outside oh. the perimeter, just north of Atlanta. Yeah, my sister's down there right now, actually. Oh, mine too. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I went I went there for my nephew's graduation like three years ago um, for the first time. It was nice. It was nice That's area. Gorgeous. Great place yeah. to visit. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place to visit. Um, now, so, he left something out about where he's from. Um, you got to tell him about the uh, the bloodline. Uh-oh, oh my uh-oh. god! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my family is from uh, from Laos, oh. and uh, yeah, we were we were on a call, and somebody's like, "Hey, like your last name is that from like you're you're from Laos, right?" And like I was surprised that he even guessed that because not many people do. <laughs> but um, my my family's last name is uh, derivative from. Um, you know the the like the royal family pretty much of, of Laos. Oh wow! So basically, yeah, Laos Laos used to be like a monarchy, and uh, we were one of the royal families, not Champasakis. And wow. Champasakis is a region in Laos, yes. So you know, <laughs> you gotta start with that, man. That's like really drop the mic moment for you. you know, so. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, you know, like I, I you know, I, I, for me, it's just like, you know, it's, it's a part of my culture. It's a part of like, you know, my history and all that stuff. But, you know, mm. I, if people ask, cool, I tell, but, you know, well, I, I like the, I like the humble approach. He's a humble royal. That's okay. <laughs> nothing wrong with being humble. I think, I think the world needs a little bit more humble. So, um, so, so you guys are from different places where did you got where where did your paths start to come when, when did you guys convert like was it free crew me up crew me up like what how did it how did it all come together 
Uh, so I'll I, start this one. I'll go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's easier whenever I start this. Uh, for, for me, so I moved to New York about five years ago to pursue a career in stunts. Um, during that time, I worked every single job under the, under the sun in New York to survive. You know, stunts is obviously not something that anybody can just get into. And even if no. you're into it, work isn't guaranteed all the time. Right. So I was doing like one of the first jobs I got was cleaning porta potties. Uh, I was I was also working on spot. Yeah, yeah, I know, bro. It was like wow. 3 a.m. falls and and you know every, every single time it was a struggle to wake up. And it was just like I asked myself every single day, yo, how much how much are your dreams worth? Mm. And so so that that kept me going, you know, just just to show my family, show show the people that I grew up with that. You know that if you push through that you can make this succeed um right. obviously that didn't last like working work for that company didn't last long <laughs> you know it, my, my dreams are worth a lot don't get me wrong but you know you find other ways to, to make do and make income so i worked uh i worked every single delivery platform under the sun over east doordash um and then i partnered uh, with this company called homer logistics which introduced me to like a whole vast network of careers and then uh, I started working for another one called Gesture. Oh, yeah. Gesture is a gift, yeah. Gesture is a, dip, a gift delivery app mm. that's currently functioning in all different cities across the United States. They're great. Check them out. And you know, like I became really good friends with the uh, the CEO and uh, the CTO. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. You know, he he started taking me under his wing, and I I helped him develop the uh, curry courier network for that app. Mm. Um, and in doing so. Uh, I was still practicing and training stunts, and I used to train at a place called Brooklyn Zoo, where a lot, uh, uh, where a lot of the stunt stunt performers in New York train. Mm. And that's where I met Geronimo, Geronimo Frias, um, who is uh, the, one of the owners of uh, the Brooklyn Zoo. And Josh is and I's uh, mutual friend. And I mm. asked him one day, like, "Yo, man, you're acting. He's an actor. He does stunts as well." And you know, he got he he's got his hands in every single thing you can imagine. So he's a hustler as well. And I had to ask him, "Yo, bro, like you got a million things going on. How do you manage to handle anything? Like and like keep your keep sane?" And he's like, "Yo, I you know like you just do one thing at a time. And it's like it's like if you're not busy, you're just not you know like you just gotta stay productive. Right. You know when you find your speed, when you find your momentum, that's when things really take off. And I was like, and he was like. Oh, that's dope. I'm working for a startup right now. And he's like, oh, cool. I got an app. I was like, oh, yeah, really? And then we got into it. And I was like, so you, you need you need help with this app or something? He's like, you know what? I don't know nothing about that. Let me introduce you to my guy, my business partner. And he could tell you way more. And that's how I got introduced to Josh. So, yeah, yeah. So, mutual friends. And uh, Josh, this is where you take it off your origin story. Wow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, so, so I started just like any superhero, um, mm. you know, I moved to New York at 22. Uh, not, so I, I was really lucky. Um, my guidance mm. counselor in high school, she, uh, she was married to a producer on Law and Order. And so oh, I moved oh, here. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. Right. Yeah. Little itty bitty show. Yeah, um, I've never heard of that show. Is that show popular? Uh, so it was it was criminal intent. It was it was season seven, and mm-hmm. uh, and so I called the guy up like immediately after college. Hey man, I'm here. I'm in the city. I'm excited, and he was like, "Great, good luck, click." Oh, yeah. 
Yep. So, so I said, cool. And, you know, I, I got myself a bartending job. I, I worked Craigslist ads and music videos and student films. And, uh, and then I called him up a year later and I was like, listen, man, I'm still trying to break in. I could really use the help. This is what I've been doing. And two months after that, I got a call from an assistant director on Law & Order saying, we've got this walkie position open. Um, it's yours if you want it. I said, I have no idea what that means, but yes. We were like, uh, yeah, hell yeah, I'll do that. Whatever it is, I'm doing it. Exactly. So that was kind of the beginning of the end. And uh, and so I was the walkie PA for season uh, seven of Law and Order Criminal Intent. And then mm. towards the end of that season, the background PA left and went on to become an assistant director, did a movie called Frozen River. And I kind of bumped into that background position. And working background means that you sit with the extras and holding, you have a little bit more free time. Yep. Um, so people kept asking me questions and at that point I, I got tired of repeating myself so I kind of wrote things down and I ended up writing a book called Getting It Done, The Ultimate Production Assistant Guide, um, oh, which bridged that gap. That, that was it. It was because I didn't want to repeat myself. And like, if you want to geek out and go deeper, sure, let's talk details, let's get into it. Like, I love problem solving, but the basics. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, it's funny I was asked on um, the show I was on yesterday that same question, like how, why did I start, you know, some of the things I've done? And it was exactly the same reason. I was like, because I just got tired of answering the questions. It was yeah. like, I'm like, I just here, here's here's all the knowledge. Take it and and there you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Grow and come back. Let's expand on this. Exactly. I love it. So so that show actually, Geronimo. Uh, who V just mentioned, he was a background actor on the show. Mm. And he was one of my uniformed officers. He, he's what I call an anchor. Um, mm. Anchors are the first people that assistant directors place, meaning I can trust you to wipe the camera. I can trust you not to distract from the actors and things like that. Right. Um, so, so over the years, he and I became very friendly. And uh, in 2016, we were both producing a movie in Texas called Warning Shots. Um, I had to fire one of my staff members, the, uh, the gaffer, had a little tiff with my DP. So we had to uh, send him packing, you know, from Texas back to New York. I didn't have any resources. I, if it had happened in New York, sure. Atlanta, sure. Uh, California, got that covered. Texas, <laughs> nope. nope. Um, so, so I turned to my producing partners, I turned to John Mo. I was like, we, we got to solve this. Like Craigslist staffed me up. Maybe it's, it's not cutting it. They don't have the quality or the things that we need. And that was kind of the genesis of the idea for Crew Me Up. Um, and then as a PA, you know, I came back to New York and I literally had to hire six people within 12 hours. It took 60 phone calls to find out who was available. And so we started problem solving this. And then like V said, um, he's like, yo, I got this guy. And, uh, and so he introduced us and then V introduced me to Ben and, uh, and the rest is a very long history. Wow. That's, that, that is the ultimate entrepreneurial story, right? I mean, that's, that is like, I think like if there was, you know, if there was like a, a book of entrepreneur stories, the first quarter of each person's story would be, would be pretty similar where, you know, you have two individuals or three individuals or whatever the team size is, and they're all kind of like grinding separately. And then there's one dude and he's he's not only the anchor on your production, but he's also the anchor of your story where he's the dude who connects you all. And then suddenly, without you even thinking about it, magic happens, you know? Exactly. He's that super connector. 
super connector, man. You everyone needs at least one of the two of those guys. Everybody needs a Kevin Bacon in their life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I worked with him. He is fantastic. Yeah. Um, season one of the following. Uh, we shot here in New York, mm. and such a professional, such a pleasure. Yeah, I, I, I ran into him one time on the street, and he was like the nicest dude. He was looking for directions for something. I forget what it was, and I was just like, I gave him the direction, and then he's like, "Oh, thanks, man. Thanks a lot." And as he walks away, it just hit me who he was. I was like, <laughs> "No." Really, <laughs> it's average Joe. <laughs> Just average Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to um, I used to work in Macy's, and you know, so I'm always I was in Midtown a lot, a fair amount of time, and um, I could count probably like twenty or thirty times that I ran in. I used to run into Matthew Modine every other week, and to the point where like we would see each other. And he'd go, hey man, how, I've seen you. How you, how's things going? Just the nicest guy, sweetest dude, mm-hmm. sweetest dude. But it was like he's kind of like this New York monument now, you know, where you if you see him, you're not surprised anymore. So you're kind of just like, oh, Matthew. Uh. <laughs> so he's just a neighborhood guy. He's just a neighborhood guy. Um, so you know, so I was I was using your app. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look around, you. you know, play around, see what was on there. And so, uh, so my, my question for you is, um, like, you know, like LinkedIn, you have like this kind of like this culture of individuals who are making like a, who are becoming experts at the use of LinkedIn. And then they, we sell those services out to people like, hey, let me tell you how to pimp out your profile. Let me show you how, you know. Um, I could see that being the case for your app at some point too, where people, because, you know, as you look, you know, you have, you have a ton of people on there that are, you know, skilled people. You know, I, I've learned over the course of helping filmmakers is that they are the worst at helping themselves. And they don't, like, they will go onto a platform and they will only fill in what they think they think is necessary versus trying to really sit down, like, say, look, I got a free two hours. I'm going to sit here, get on the app, and really just carefully lay out what my profile looks like to increase you know the likelihood that someone looks at your profile and goes because I, I was you know just listening to your story here there's not a lot of time right sometimes for you to kind of hire somebody so you want to be able to look at an at like a profile and get a really good snapshot of what this person can do that makes you want to delve deeper into what they're doing, like their profile, so that you go, ah, oh, this guy gets it. I want to contact this dude. So do you, is this something that you, like you think is going to be, like is, do you anticipate that kind of experience? I'll be or- honest, I actually don't. Um, and the, the reason for that is we've, we've designed the profiles in such a way right. where all the information that somebody needs to hire you is right there one click away. 
Um, so that's your website. If you're a DP, that's your resume as a PDF. That that's an area where I could see this. People offering, you know, resume bump ups or right. let me fix your website, things like that. Sure. Right. Right. Um, but those are happening anyways, so I don't see that as coming through Crew Me Up. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is IMDb. We offer the right. IMDb like right on the profile, so it tells you exactly what that person's done. And mm-hmm. I, I know when I hire, the only questions I have are. Are you available? What have you done? Who have you worked for? And if I know who you worked for, I probably worked for them. So I understand how you work or the experience you've had. And if I have any more questions, I'll call those people. Nice. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the, I think, you know, you know, uh, it's an app that certainly has an important role to play in the, the ecosystem of, of film, film, not even you know, because you know, I'm I'm talking from a New York standpoint because that's all I really know, right? I mean, I know New York, I know LA. That was the right. two things that I know for sure, right? Uh, but, everything else is third area. <laughs> but yeah, but but it's also important though too because, mm-hmm. like you said, like Texas, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, New Mexico, North Carolina. New Mexico. All these places that have good, especially the places that have what you call decent tax breaks, which are going to get a lot more productions coming in the state. They they need they need this because it's like you're talking. You know, I could go next door and probably find a filmmaker, right here in New York. But, but is in, it the right filmmaker? <laughs> it, is it the right filmmaker? But also because you're in like if you're in like a, a place that has a lot more landscape that you can't walk next door to meet anyone, you go, you know what I mean? You're yeah. going to need to have that virtual experience to be strong, that mobile app to be strong. We got to call think- uh, the two productions up in Albany. We got a call from, um, mm. you know, so in the city, PAs and staff are a dime a dozen up in Albany. Everybody's got a house. It's a drive away. Exactly. Like you said, right. Yeah, I mean, people. Uh, I think you, you know, you know, under, under. I think what COVID has taught me is that people have underestimated the digital mobile experience for a long time, mm-hmm. and because of COVID, now they they like, oh, I see, I get it, I know now why this is important for me to be have some experience on these platforms because, you know, life is never as perfect as you expect it to be and things happen you've got especially when in the film industry and television industry you there's no such thing as well i guess we can't do it oh well no 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 no. you figure it out this is exactly and um this allows a person that needs to figure it out an easy way to figure it out and I, i like the you know it's the use of the the app is pretty easy to use and calendar driven, which is cool because you can see who's available when. And those those are all aspects. Like if I'm a production coordinator or if I'm producer or director or whoever is on that staff responsible of making decisions, this is a great place for you to start. And then I was reading on um, an article that you I think you were. Talk, you were talking, and I guess 
your 2.0 eventually will come out and, and, and offer an even more plethora of, of, of things, which... So, exactly. What, what we learned, um, what we built, what's available, is is really great, but it's not practically functional for the industry because this industry doesn't work like any other labor platform, like any other marketplace. It's it's a community. It's It's people. It's friends. It's professionals with skills who like each other and want to support each other right. and so the 2.0 is all about that community aspect um starting mm. with the social and then right down to we're adding organizations we're adding detailed bells and whistles so right. instead of one-off host you know people will actually be able to customize their hiring abilities mm. what do you think was what do you think is harder um launching the platform or keeping it running very good question be you <laughs> oh man launching you know it's it's funny because i i started our journey like like i obviously we can only speak to our story but right. it's i feel like it's not really been like the most regular <laughs> mm. i mean it's a bit like a roller coaster uh accurately describes the experiences that we've been through you know um so every time we do a product launch we lose one of our developers every time we get new members <laughs> in a marketing push something else happens and we get pulled away um Bro, we 1.0 was ready to launch guess what happened COVID. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Shut down. Yes. Yeah. You know. So J January 2020, oh, we launched uh, the MVP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had 500 members when we launched in uh, in January 2020, and then COVID, mid March, boom, done. Um, but the the incredible thing, and this this is actually a testament to V. Um, he we pivoted, and instead of focusing on hey come to us use our product etc., we turned to here's what's going on in the industry stay safe, stay healthy, the white papers, the safe way forward, the AMPTP agreement. Right. Um, we, we were very involved with the New York Production Alliance and just listening to the conversations that were happening and then informing our audience. And right. because of that, I mean, we, we have 3,300 filmmakers on Crimea Up right now right. because V has kept in touch with everybody over the last year. Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, if you're... You know, if you're with a group on a trip and you're all staying at this hotel, but then during the, during the middle of the night, there's a fire, at least one person has to be kind of like the person that pulls everybody together and communicates, okay, we're going to be doing this now. This, uh, mm -hmm. And that's what the, you know, the community needed for you guys to do, which was to, to turn it into, instead of like this social and business aggregator into now this community liaison of sorts, you know, to kind of help them understand what was happening in the industry um, and, and deliver it in a way that they, because that, you guys are in the industry, so you know what they need to know. 
You know what I mean? We're, we're still working. Like both V and I have been back on set working post COVID on, on mm-hmm. features, on TV shows. So we've, we've been part of the protocols as well as learned about them and shared. Yeah. That's, that's what I've heard from a lot of um, different people who have been on the show. You know, we ask them like, how has COVID impacted what you've been doing and everyone, which is cool, I guess is to find out is everyone has, had their own way of kind of pivoting um, into different things to adapt and continue to do what they want to do. And my hat's off to you guys for being able to do that because it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough challenge. It was been a tough challenge for a lot of people, but you know, especially when you're just launching, that's, that is a savvy move, boy. Let me tell you. I think the thing that we, we definitely emphasize is that, and, you know, we, we, we definitely try to, to practice what we preach. Community, community is important. Right. You know, just being able to connect with as many people as we can, you know, provide, like, even through social media, provide relevant, you know, down to earth slash, you know, lighthearted content that, that, that is relatable. You know, we want to mm-hmm. be, we want to be, part of the conversation we want to support we want to help and and you know we want to reach out to people that are, that are doing the same things and that want to help others as well mm-hmm. and we want to help each other grow and i think that that's definitely heartfelt and that's that i mean that's one of the reasons why we reach out to you you know and my film off has been around for for a long time and you know you've been doing such good work for the community you know we got friends um you know uh we we just connected with the the artistic standard and doing they're doing great work for filmmakers as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, women of color unite. You know, Michelle Bedford, the queen. Yep. <laughs> she's she she is she is something else, and you know she's doing great work. And you know, we we love having these conversations because that that's the only way that anybody's ever going to get anywhere in this industry. You know, it's changing and and. We know media is is throwing everybody for a loop, only highlighting the negative things going on, but there's a lot of great work being done by so many communities, and we need to elevate that as well. You know, as much as we highlight the bad, we got to highlight the good, too, and these people are putting in work. Yeah, absolutely. We don't need to highlight the bad. Let's stay away from the bad. It it happens. We'll acknowledge it. People who are doing the bad stuff are highlighting it enough. They don't need our help. So... um, what what advice would you give to um, you know anyone who's coming onto your platform for the first time? What what would be the first thing you'd want them to like know about the platform and and you know what what advice would you give them? There's two things I would offer right off the bat. Um, the first is don't get scared when there's no posts. Mm. Like it's it's not supposed to work that way. The idea here is not for you to go out and search for work. The idea is for you to have your profile there. And this leads into number two, which is link your website, link your resume, link your IMDb profile, because mm-hmm. that's how you get hired. And if this is used properly, then your QPA, your key grip, your gaffer, your camera AC is going to come in there. They're going to search for the labor they need. They're going to find you and they're going to click hire now. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good advice. That, that's <laughs> solid advice. And, you know, when that the first piece of advice I think is really important because 
it's a mentality you're trying to break, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like that mentality of going to Indeed and just going and seeing a list of jobs. That's not what you're trying to do. That is not. Exactly. You're not Indeed. You're you're yeah. you're actually a more personal experience than than Indeed ever ever will be. So yeah, if it was an actor, we would say get discovered. But because you're right. crew, it's be found. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, who are some of the um, so you guys have been kind of in the industry for a number of years like so between the two of you like who are some of the inspirations that you guys drew drew from um, to like to get you into the industry oh, <laughs> oh man yeah, that's that's a that's that's a deep one. As far as like, I mean, I, so as a kid, I always I told everybody, you know, I wanted to be a. When I was growing up, everybody was like, "Oh, you know, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a policeman, and I want to be all these sorts of things." And um, you know, I, I told everybody when I was a kid, I want to be a Power Ranger. <laughs> but you know like as a kid you know you 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 don't necessarily know how to differentiate real from reality or like fake right. from reality and you know growing up I, I i think that's hard because it's like yo then then like my family used to love watching kung fu movies together so that that holds mm. a very special place in my heart um you know and, and, and just the fact that people can do People are capable of so many crazy things, you know. You see Jackie Chan movies, Bruce Lee, and, and I think it's very important uh, growing up from an immigrant family that that you had strong male role models, you know. Um, traditionally, um, we grew up in a family that emphasized education, you know, that mm. that that grew up respecting people with four-year degrees, and that if you didn't have one, you wouldn't make it in life. Right. Um, you know, and and balancing between two cultures and two upbringings, you know, fighting, fighting to hold on to my Lao heritage and fighting to, to uh, assimilate into the American, you know, the American dream. Right. Uh, it, it was tough, you know, it, it was tough. And, and I want to make sure that like, I think the most important thing that, that makes me get into this in the beginning is that I want to show people that grew up like me, that there's other ways to live your life. There's, there's so many ways to pursue the things that you truly want to do, right. you know? So what if you didn't graduate school? I got a thousand and one useless talents, you know? I kung fu, mm-hmm. I, I can do kung fu, I break dance, you know? I, I used to do capoeira. I, I, I ride my bike for miles and miles. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, it, it's just like all these skills that I never thought what I would have used, you know? I'm, I'm training them, you know? It's, right. it's encouraged, actually, and, and like as a stunt performer. You don't prepare for the things that you may do. No, you prepare the things for that that can uh, potentially go wrong, and you can be what up, ready for whatever. And I right. think I, I I take that with me when it when it comes to uh, the business as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's brought brought me to a, a good place, and you know really uh, pushed me as far as uh, work ethic goes. You know, so I, I try to push that. I I, I improve every single day. I, I'm researching. I'm I'm trying to like up my knowledge every single day, not for the sake of myself, but for the sake of those around me, those that depend on me. And, you know, my future, my kids, my future kids, you know, the people that I grew up with. 
Oh, yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I I feel that because you know these. We you know every, it's like you said when you're a kid you don't. Some kids they they know right away. Some of them know, but they don't know how to like they see it. Like you said, Power Ranger, right? I mean. But maybe there's something else behind that that you're actually identifying with, not specifically trying to become a superhero, but maybe you know being an action star or a or or a person who just fights for the little person or a person that does the right thing. So there's a whole lot of layers to it um, once you grow up that you've unpacked um, to get you where you need to go. So I mean, for me. Um, you know, I, I mean, Bruce Lee was like probably one of my greatest inspirations, and um, you know, so and, and for film side of things, you know, Star Wars obviously for me was the thing I, I wanted to get into special effects, and you know, I was just like, you know, who knows what I would have done had those. Mo- Two things had not come into my life. I might be working at be working at Macy's. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, man. I mean, you not, you you're, you go down these paths for a different reason, you know. And and that's yeah. the thing. Just because you do one thing and end up doing it totally another, it doesn't necessarily mean your dream or your path is deviating. You know, Josh and I share a love for for Marvel movies. You know, we love superheroes, and and I think our mantra, a big part of what we do is that, you know, we're not out here to save people, but we want to support, we want to help, right. right? you know? And I think it still definitely plays into the things that we want to do, you know, deep down, you know, we want to see the, the community uh, improve. We want to, we want to, you know, feel the dreams. Yeah. If we build it, we will come and we want to build a community that, that truly supports and loves one another. Yep. It's a different way of doing things these days. Speaking yeah. of Marvel, uh, I mean, Marvel. I love all things Marvel. I love comic books, but I love all things Marvel specifically. So um, I think Marvel has kind of changed the game in a lot of ways for film. Like, so what's crazy about it is, I was watching. I forget, I was watching some talk show, it might have been Jimmy Kimmel or something, and it was it's weird how when actors talk about the, the potential of them possibly working for a Marvel product, it's, it, it just blows my mind how like how much reverence they have for the Marvel title now, where they're like, oh, I hope I hope I can work for Marvel someday. And I'm like, I remember when Marvel, like you said Marvel and people said nerd, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that was before it, Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, anybody like if you, if we can make, you know, make it possible for other filmmakers, other actors, other production staff to get on those kind of projects, Come on, man. That's like I if some if I was able to help somebody do that, that's almost as good as me doing it. I'd be like, that's dope. Yeah. And, and that's you the know, thing we we can. 
Like the, yeah, the and exactly. I have friends that are in the stunt community on those movies. I have friends that are PAs or department heads on those movies. And we can pick up a phone and say, hey, there's this really amazing kid or there's somebody who's looking for an opportunity, you know, and we can't do it for something that requires technical skill and responsibility to the point of liability. Um, meaning I can't put you in charge of something without experience, but what I can do is say, listen, when you've got a day where you're bringing in 10 additionals, can you meet this person one of those? What do you, what do you think, what do you think, what do you consider, what do you think makes a successful collaboration? (laughs) So many things. Uh, what what kind of collaboration? (laughs) Uh, You tell me like, uh, what, like as, 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 you know, because as film, as filmmakers, as people working in film, that that's our life. Our whole life is nothing yeah. but collaborations, regardless of whether it's you and your partner, or you working with the production crew, or you and the director. There's also so many collaborative experiences that you have to go through. Um, but I, I would guess there's a couple of things that probably cut across all of them. I mean, there's some great advice that I got very early on in my PA career, um, which was you can think of the set as a series of concentric circles, like a bullseye coming out from the center. Mm. And that bullseye sitting inside it is a tripod. That tripod supports the camera. You've got your director. Mm. You've got your DP. You've got your first AD. Can I do that right? Yeah. (laughs) That's your tripod. (laughs) Um, So those three humans help to steer the ship, guide it creatively, and communicate everything with everybody else in the outside circles. Mm-hmm. And it was taught to me as a PA where my job as the key PA was to be on the outskirts of that inner circle, protecting that tripod. And outside of that was the staff PAs, making sure that everything between those two circles was taken care of and that were protected from the things on the outside. And then outside of that was the additional PAs. And they're protecting us from the entire world and everything else. Um, so, so it was a really, really good way for me to learn to look at things. Mm-hmm. Also helps with zone defense. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like his own. Like I always tell him, why are you playing man to man when you can play his own? Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what's, um, what's one thing that you learned, or, like later in your career that you wish you had learned that you would have known earlier? Or actually, a better question than that, what's one thing you learned later in the process of creating this company that you wish you had to learn new, like on day one? One senior developer who has 20 years of experience and costs over $100,000 a year hmm. is worth more than three junior developers who cost $50,000 a year and don't have the 20 years. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I will tend to agree with that. I, um, I won't, there's a company of, uh, a good friend of mine has, and if he ever hears this, he knows I know this and I won't say his name, but mm-hmm. when they first launched, they were using um, developers who, let's just say probably the price weren't that high and um, the, you know, what, how they built the actual infrastructure was so terrible (laughs) that 
he had to re-raise another, I think, seventy or eighty thousand dollars to have it all redone all over again. So he wasted almost two years of work, you know, doing that. And, you know, just because he wanted to save a little bit of money. And, you know, I I remember thinking to myself, because I've worked for a couple of different startups. So I, I know what happens behind the scenes and I know how difficult it is. Like to me, if you're going to do a startup that has anything that has to do with mobile or web or tech, you need to spend your money there. That mm-hmm. you need to have that. Everybody, just whatever else, those guys have to be awesome yep. because everything is on the line pretty much. Well, the, they'll tell you, you know, 50% of the code has to be rewritten more than half the time. Right. Um, with an experienced developer, that goes up to 70 or 80. With an experienced developer, it drops down to 30. Right. It's, 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 it goes back to a saying that I always say is I, I would prefer quality over quantity at any rate, any time. And I, that's with my friends. I, I want quality friends over quantity of friends. That's with my business collaborators. I'd rather have four or five really top-notch partners versus 20 big-name group of partners that don't do anything at all. You know, it's uh-huh. it, it it does it make a difference. Yeah, and we're the same way. We've said no to partnerships. We've said no to investments because it's it's not right. And we need to first and foremost like serve the filmmaking community. Mm. Um, that that's that's where we we kind of come from. And back back to your question to me, like I my inspiration has always been Mr. Rogers. I I, I grew up with that man and the way that nice. he educated and influenced. And I, I get goosebumps thinking about what he uh, what he said to the Senate in the, uh, the 60s, fighting for public access funding. Um, you know, what do we do with the map that we feel? Like everybody relates to that. And right. he, he made a genuine argument using storytelling, which is exactly what we do. And, right. and it fueled the community and a whole generation. And that's that's what we're here for. We're here to fix the problems of the last two decades. Mm. Wow. Mr. Rogers, man. That's yeah. that's dropping some that's dropping some deep knowledge right there, man. Uh, so that man swam every day, 30 minutes a day his entire life. And if the pool wasn't uh, closed due to COVID, I would be right there. <laughs> really? Oh, seriously? Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. oh, yeah. It opens everything up. Lightweight. No uh, no tension, resistance. It's great. Yeah, I think my, my, my thing is basketball. I'm a, like, I played, I play ball every other day um, and because it just allows me to kind of just start the day like fresh get all that tension out of me and and just you know like so the best thing that ever happened to happen to me during covid was the day they said you can go outside without your mask for a while because <laughs> yeah. you know i was like how do you breathe while you're you're on the court you know what it was funny because uh the first day i went out there which probably would have been maybe like a month, two months ago or so, um, there was a guy who was on the other court playing in a mask, and I'm like, uh, "You're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna pass out. 
And I'm, you know, because that, you know, that's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm not going to play with a mask on. And, but, but I was very happy to be able to get out and just get some work in and, and, um, and what's raining. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. City's coming back to life. Uh, speaking of sports, do you guys, are you, either you guys into any kind of sports, basketball, football, hockey, cornhole? I don't know. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm down for a good game of darts or, or cornhole. <laughs> uh, sports, uh, you know, I, I, I used to be big into like like boxing and MMA, but I haven't like uh, paid attention in a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, as, as far as uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch a, a game every now and then. But so, how do you guys unwind when you're not when you're not trying to think of ways, new ways of conquering the world? Uh, it, it doesn't stop. It's startup life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean. It's, you know, I because I, I, I sometimes I just like I do like uh, I do go into like a bike ride. You know, I love I love I love being active. You know, mm. I I'm still uh, still into martial arts. I still uh, do like you know I, I train my friends. They do parkour and all these stuff and just just being active. You know, it, it's it's great when uh, the things that you love are the things that you do as well. Yes. And you know, just because. Uh, you know, just because uh, uh, what's it called? You, you, yes, you are some performer. It doesn't necessarily mean that you know, like you stop, you stop doing, you know, you stop moving and doing all these things, right? Yeah. Who is that that just came into the photograph? So this this is what I do when I'm not working. Uh, yes, Kruby. <laughs> hey, Kruby. So he he gets me out of the house. We go to the park. We go for walks. He's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, all of my friends that I met in the last year because of him. <laughs> dogs are, 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 you know, dogs are, uh, dogs, cats too, but I'd say mostly dogs. Dogs mm-hmm. are great social um, attraction things where you, you know, if you go out in public with a cute dog, oh yeah, you're you're, you're going to talk to at least one person. That's not yeah, even. People have offered to buy him. What? Oh yeah. It's like someone coming to offer to buy your son. I've gotten three thousand yeah, dollars like, offers for this guy. Oh, how much is your son? Is your son for sale? This is great. Uh, the answer yeah. is he's one of a kind. Yeah. My goodness, that well, that I mean, I guess that's a testament to how cute he is, right? I mean, so yeah. he's he got his own Instagram. Resume, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So what's next for crew? Uh, crew me up. What What are you guys working on? So right now. we're we're working on partnerships with uh, with some really cool organizations, um, as ooh, you know. Ooh. But uh, but V, you want to talk about the swag bag? Oh yeah, yeah. We got we got a swag bag coming in, uh, swag bag campaign coming up. Uh, that's going to highlight a few uh, companies here here in New York. You know, we just so wanted to talk about vendors and partners. So we we partnered with Edge Auto. Um, they, they've been huge supporters since we were like just tiny, tiny startup kids growing. Right. Um, we did Hudson Radios. We got Brooklyn Zoo, uh, New York. And so they've all given us bags and T-shirts and, uh, and water bottles. And what we're going to do is a uh, campaign to uh, to get people to download the app, create profiles, and then send us the profile. We'll enter you in a, uh, a drawing every week. We're going to give away one bag for five to seven weeks. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. cool. That'd yeah. be a fun. When is this going to start? Do you know? 
be? Uh, it's probably going to start within the next uh, next week or two. Oh, sure. okay. So that's mm-hmm. great because it'll be like right at the height of the summertime and and all that. So it'll be a nice summertime thing for people to, you know, be like, hope I win. You know, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just we got rags versus. Yep, yep. Yeah, I just wanted to show love to the people that, you know, that, that, that have always supported us and that continue to support us, obviously. You know, Street Team Studios is one. Light bulb, Grip and Electric, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. That's but awesome. We're, yeah, we're down to collaborate with everybody. <laughs> I, you know, obviously am a big supporter of you guys. You guys are doing great stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing like what comes of the future for you guys. Um, so, wait. It's are talking about? Yep. <laughs> so you're gonna be right there with us. Uh, we, well, you know, we, I like to, like you said, humble man. Got to be humble. Got to look. Got to add some humble yeah, in there. You know, you know. But like, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's how we work. You already know, Duran. You know, we're a community. Yeah. You know, we look out for each other. And if there's anything mm-hmm. you ever need, let us know. Well. We'll, we have some stuff that we're, we're working on as well, which I'll be sending over towards you guys. Way it's I'm actually right after this podcast, I have a call with one of my other partners to talk about it. So, um, you know, and it's all to me. It's kind of like you know, there's a lot of things happening this summer. Mm-hmm. I want I want when when September rolls that way rolls around. By that point, I want us to be like, oh, whew, that was a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. All right, that's cool, cool, that's cool. Let's do yep. something. Let's keep the falls coming uh-huh. down. Let's get that going. We are all about that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, where can people find you? Um, I, I would assume most people, we can get them to go up to crewmeup.com, mm-hmm. and they should go up there. If you can't go into your app store, you go up to Crew Me Up and you can go up there and click on either the iOS or the Android Google Play store and download the app. I highly encourage you to do so if you are are looking to do a production because as people keep coming to me looking for stuff, I can't help you all the time, man. I don't know everybody. Okay, but you will. That's what they're there for. Yeah, but I'm sitting (laughs) your way. We'll take them. We'll take them. We're we're here to be a resource. Mm -hmm. And um, if you want to keep up with what they're doing, check them out. They're following them on Instagram at Crew Me Up. Um, Guys, this was fantastic. Um, You guys are welcome to come back on the show anytime you like. We would love that. You know, matter of fact, we may have to do a follow-up, you know, at the end of the summer and, and find out what's new, what's happened, and, you know, what – because, you know, how the industry changes so quickly. And um, I mean, he, V was just on FBI and Wu-Tang. I was just doing a movie. He might have another one in August. We'll have plenty to talk oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love – you know, and beside the fact that we have – you know, the fact that you're – trying to be a get your stunt guy and i had this it's so weird that you're like the third stunt person that i have talked to on my show in a matter of weeks 
So obviously there's a lot of work being done in the stunt world right now because everybody's busy doing stuff. Um, and that to me is fantastic. Actually, there's a guy who I want to introduce you to the, um, who, you, who you probably, uh, you may already know. I don't know. I mean, you're in Hollywood. I don't know. Um, Dustin Gwynn. I want to introduce you to him because he's okay. always directing new, new product projects. So uh, I assume he'll use stunt coordinators and stuntmen for his productions. So he's on Facebook. I'll, I'll connect you guys on Facebook together. Appreciate it. And uh, Josh, you know, don't let anybody buy your dog, man. I promise. This guy's got no one anyway. He's going to be like, hey, they can't afford me, man. Nope. nope. Yeah, he's very well trained. He uh, he spends most of his time in a backpack. Uh, oh, so that's where I want to spend most of my time in a backpack. Oh, so at uh, Kruby Rex, C-R-E-W-B-I-E underscore Rex. Right. Um, on Instagram, and you can oh. see like he's on V's back. He's got his own account. I don't. I do not have an account. Oh my gosh! Yeah, my I used to have a rabbit, and my rabbit had an account that I, and was quite popular for a long time. So I'm all for, like until my friend. I, uh, I have a friend who has a dog who has his own account too. I, mm-hmm. I love when people give their pets their own Instagram accounts. I probably spend more time on their accounts than anyone else's. So exactly. I mean, I put more energy into his than anything else. Yeah, I mean, they are interesting, so, you know. Yep. And they don't ask anything. They just love doing what they're doing. Exactly. So, guys, thanks so much for being on the show. And, um, again, let me know if there's anything I can help out with. We'll be, obviously, connecting behind the scenes for everyone. But um, that wraps it up, I guess, for us. Um, everybody, thank you for watching Drop the Mic. I am Darren Jenkins, and this was Drop the Mic. Thank you, guys.